Hey guys, welcome to Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode 208. And I'm your host, Kieran. Joining no, me as always know. is Mike. No, he's no. And Paul. Yay! Oh wait, I'm not always here. Always here. You're one of the three. <laughs> Never here. Real life. Every, every week, all three of us join forces. I was going to say, like, join together. Like, we fucking fuse into one being known as GFG. <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about video games. GFG's just become a, like a split off from Voltron. <laughs> it's like the worst version of Voltron. Voltron's like, I'm here to fight giant monsters and stuff. And we're like, we're Literally. here to tell you guys about Fortnite. It's like, oh no! <laughs> I'm sure there's other people that could tell you about Fortnite better than us. Yeah. I So I've not been here, so I don't know where that Fortnite obsession has came from. Oh yeah, it's, it's, Is there an intervention happening? Because from my point of view, it's become slightly worrying. Look, you know what Mike's like. He doesn't play games that much for a while, and then he'll get, he'll get into one. Like, last year it was Splatoon 2. Yep. This year's Fortnite. Um, yep. If he brings up Fortnite for a single Game of the Year category, he's getting shot that, down. You could point out that it didn't come out this year. <laughs> um, yeah, but he'll argue the Switch version did. He can put it in his personal list. I have no issue with our personal lists not entirely being things from this year. But, yeah. No, no, but um, yeah. But yeah because... that in any other category, I'm I'm shooting down in flames. That's reasonable. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about video games that aren't Fortnite because neither of us played Fortnite. Thank the Lord. Yeah, we don't actually have that many this week. It's gonna be a no, relatively to be short. No, I actually um, I do like Fortnite. I just haven't played it in a very long time, and yeah. Can't... I'm saying I enjoy it. I just haven't. Don't it. I don't really want to go back to it. Like, um, I do want to go back to it, but it's one of those things. Every time I go play it, I put up my switch and I look at my list of games. I'm like, I could play Fortnite or I could play anything else. <laughs> I have all these other games. I have too many games on the switch. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I should really download it on PS4 as well because I've got the Pro now and see how it looks and yeah. 4K and all that. I bet it's a very pretty um, game. Um... It looks pretty on the Switch. Like, it's probably gonna look. It does. Great. It looks really good on the Switch. I played it. The um. So I don't think I've spoken to you since I was over in the states, and um. I, I played it when I was over there quite a bit, just because I had my Switch I think, with me. I think you've been on one episode since you came back. Have I? Okay. I think, I think you were I, on one. I might honestly, be misremembered, but I think you were on one. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Um. But no, I did play the Switch version quite a bit when it was over there, and it's enjoyable. It plays. It plays faultlessly. It's very smooth, and it looks really nice. Yeah. It's yeah, and they patched it to make it look even a little bit nicer a lot bit after launch. So. Oh, I've not. Well, I've not played it since that's been. Yeah. Done. It's, so. They're doing a good job with it. It's it's impressive. Um, it's impressive that they are continuously updating it, adding new stuff, keeping it fresh. Yeah, I think um, to me it's just impressive. It looks better than the phone versions. Like I thought for sure it was just going to be a case of porting the phone version over. Uh, yeah, porting the phone. Adding controller over. support for the the Joy Cons. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but like Digital Foundry does their you know their breakdowns and comparison videos and all that, um, and they did a comparison video of. 
Fortnite on Switch against well, I guess the Xbox One X, which is also like the most powerful console just now, and so it had the best looking version. Yes. Um, but also against the iPhone Ten, and the um, more recently they did one against the Galaxy Note Nine. Is that the one that just came out? Yep, that's the one whatever, that just came out. Whatever the massive one is that came out this year. That's um, the the Note Nine. Yep. Yeah, and the Switch version looks so much better than both of those versions. Which I was kind of impressed by, because the iPhone ten and in particular that Samsung phone, they're fucking beasts. Like, they're incredibly powerful. Yeah, um, they're they're super powerful. Um, but they also have to do phone stuff in the background, whereas the Switch is like, motherfucker, I play games. <laughs> yeah, I play games, that's I, it. I don't. You can't even message your goddamn friends on here. Which, man, I still can't believe. They're going to start charging money for the Switch online starting next month. And you can't even message people on your friends list. Yeah, it's semi nuts. It really is. But I'm also going to pay for it because I still play Mario Kart online at least like once a week. See, I don't. Here's the thing: with the cost of it, I probably will pay for it because it's relatively cheap. But then you realize yep. that you're paying, even though it's cheap, you're paying not very much for nothing in return. <laughs> yeah, you're paying for the ability to voice chat with people through your phone. And I'm going to tell you what, you can do that already, because it's a yeah. phone. That's literally <laughs> yeah, what they were all... invented for. <laughs> That's what phones do. <laughs> Nintendo were like, hey motherfuckers, look, we made your phone do phone things. It's like, yeah, it did that, it was a phone. <laughs> we're going to charge uh, your subscription you know, fee. If you wanted to do that without using the actual phone part, there's things called Skype. Yeah. And Discord exactly. and Hangouts. But now you can and... use the Nintendo app, which is good because the audio quality is garbage. But it'll show you your Splatoon scores in it. Yeah. <laughs> Splatoon 2 is still the only game that supports Look, that. App. Here's the thing I'm going to pay it. In the hope that eventually they add online support to Hammerfall so I can play it with you. Yeah. I do want Hammerfall. They did say they're... they're... Is it Hammerfall or Hammerwatch? Hammerfall. Fuck, I think it's Hammerwatch. Hammerfall. It's Hammerwatch, I... yeah, I messed that up. Hammerfall <laughs> is a place in WoW, I think? Possibly. It's, it's Hammerwatch. I'm Googling this. Hammerfall is apparently a rock band from Sweden. Nice. That's probably what you were thinking of. Free advertising, go check them out. <laughs> go check them out. I don't know if they're any good. <laughs> they're probably no. not. Definitely Hammerwatch I was thinking about, but no, yeah. that is um, people... precisely the reason I want the online. Like, hey. I, You know what, actually, you know, people that search for Hammerfall also search for Blind Guardian, so you know they're probably alright. I only know. Are, Blind are we Guardian. trusting people who search for on Google? <laughs> I only, I only know Blind Guardian because they were in that. They were in Sacred Two. <laughs> Sacred Two had a quest in it. We had to collect all Blind Guardian's instruments, and then they played a gig in the game. It was really fucking dumb. Sounds great. It was really good. Sacred Two is a good game. Should we talk about games we've been playing instead of yeah. Fortnite and this? tangent we've went on yeah yeah let's do it rather than dunking on nintendo's online services which we'll 
continuously do, probably. So Man, we're definitely going to dunk on those on... The, we're going to dunk on that right up until the point it comes out, and then we're going to dunk on, hey, these NES games sure haven't aged well. I can't believe we're paying a subscription fee for them. Oh, well, we played Balloon Fight online together. Do you know why I kind of want to pay it, though? Because you'll the, um, No, the, 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 the pass play, the online pass play kind of thing. Yeah, but it's for NES games. You could pass yeah. and you could pass and play Balloon Fight. Yes. <laughs> really? Oh. Because we're... I reckon it will make a just hilarious evening of stupidity. Paul between... was playing Super Mario Brothers three and fell in a hole, so I took over to jump over the hole for him. Yep. The PS4 advertised that as a feature, like back when it first came out. I don't know if they ever had it. I don't think they ever have. Oh no! Wait, they did. They did. It was um. They called it something. But it, you couldn't do it through regular streams. You had to specially specifically be streaming to your friend, and then you could pass the controller to them. Um, All right. Okay. I don't think it worked that well. I really only used it for playing Jackbox with people over line over the internet. Um, Fair enough. Because there was less delay, obviously, than Twitch, because you had to be able to play it right away. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Anyway, speak of delays, tell me about Assassin's Creed Origins, this brand new release you've been playing. Yeah, um, so as everyone who ever listened to this podcast knew, that game came out last year, got it for Christmas, talked about it at length back then, decided just recently, basically after the announcement of the new one, I'm going to get that. I should probably finish Origins. I did this exact same thing a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I've I've not been on, so I've basically been back on it for about a month, and I'm at nearing at what I think is the last mission. All right. Um, I'm up in the mountain regions. Um, I've just done a whole thing with an aqueduct mm. and. That you know, near the end. like an aqueduct that's under construction. Yeah, and like yeah, wildfire and stuff like that. Like that sounds right. Yeah, so I think I'm right near the end. I'm actually under leveled, so I'm getting overpowered quite a bit. Hmm. So I'm I'm more or less grinding out stuff and just Robin Hooding it around the wilderness, taking people out just to level up. Yeah, that's fair. I ended up doing the same thing as well. I went around and just did all the side quests that I could find. Yeah, that's more or less what I'm doing. So, some really interesting side quests in there. Taking out whole bandit camps that are in, you know, mountains and stuff. And... Do I recommend doing, if you haven't done it already, the, um... Oh, I forget what they're called. The... Phil... 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 The, the Those red, guys. The Red Devil yeah. Dudes. Yes. Um... Those guys. If you kill they're, them... They're really hard to kill, though. Uh, until you over-level them. Which, if you're at that point in the game, you should over-level at least, like, three of them. Okay, uh, I need to go get, back and... You get really I need to go weapons. back and find the ones I'm over-leveled. Yeah, they show up then. on your map. Okay. Um, but you get really good weapons for killing them as well, so those are handy. Nice, nice. And probably a good... I leveling up when you get to higher levels is very very hard. Yeah. Um, exceptionally so because <laughs> and this is one of the things that's really annoying me at the point I'm at. 
So I'm level 34 or something, 35. Mm-hmm. Need to be level 37 or 8 for what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Attempted it anyway, you know, getting overpowered and stuff. So I'm like, all right, you know, I need to give that up. I'm, I'm getting overpowered, so I'll, I'll need to go and do what I need to do. But then you start taking people out and doing the stuff you have to do, and you're like, why am I only earning, like, 20 <laughs> XP for killing dudes that are the same level as me? I know, it's like, I should be definitely earning more than this. Like, what the fuck is happening? The be- So, like, I, I finished uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, like, a month or two ago. Um, man, was it even that long ago? When was E3? Uh, a couple of months back. A couple of months ago, I guess. Like it was. Yeah, June. Like, so a couple of months back. Yeah, so it was like the start of July, I guess. I probably was why I went back to. It. Yeah. Um, and the bet that fucking drove me nuts that I knew would drive me nuts because it was part of the reason that I stopped playing it in the first place. It's part of the reason I didn't like Horizon that much. Yeah. Um, was the bet where it was like, oh man, I, you know, have gotten stronger, but now I need to craft some stuff. And it's like, oh, it's like I, I haven't need, got there yet. You really need to craft some stuff, man. You gotta make sure your head and blade is upgraded. You gotta make do sure I you're... know? Like, do yeah, I? because otherwise, when you assassinate people, you don't kill them in one hit. And what's I the don't, point? I don't kill anyone in one hit anymore. What's the point then? That's the point of assassinating people. I, that's <laughs> honestly that's. The I, I, t- I take down their health and then start okay. a fight with them. Honestly, of all the bits that I dislike about that game, like I liked it a lot overall. Um but it was part of the reason that even after finishing it, I was never like... I thought that maybe I'd end up playing so much of it and loving it and being like, oh man, I should really... It should have been on my game the year list last year. But by the time yeah, I finished it, it, I was still I mean, just like... I mean, it was oh, on mine. Yeah, it was on yours. Um, but I never got to that point because of dumb things like, when you stealth kill someone, that should kill them. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's the point of a stealth kill. Otherwise, it's nah, just. Otherwise, you're just hitting them. It's dumb. Nah, it's too it. easy. Or at the very least, they should give you some indication that what you're doing isn't going to kill them, because they don't. No, they don't. So you sneak Until up on someone. Hit them. Until you've hit them, they do not. You sneak up behind them, you're like, I'm definitely going to fucking murder this guy, and then no, actually, you've just attacked him, and he's alerted the rest of the base, and now. And then he's he's exceptionally pissed off, and he's five levels above you. <laughs> and then you murder everyone because. It's a... an Assassin's Creed game, and that's what you do. Yeah, I like that game, but that stuff was not so. Good. No, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, the story is good. Really like the the naval battles when you were heading to to Rome. Yeah, the, like two. Uh, of them those were, were yeah, those were fun. Really enjoyed those. Um, seen a lot of people saying they don't want any more naval battles, and I'm like, yeah. are you dumb? <laughs> They're not going to be happy about the next game. Man. Yeah, are you really dumb? Like. Why would you not want more naval battles? What is wrong with you? I would want I want more naval battles, but I want there to be some kind of depth to them because I did find them a bit tedious in Origins after Origins. a certain point. Yeah, because there's nothing to them. Like you don't. Yeah, I'll agree. After a certain point, they're. I like they're them. Not... On, I like them Black Flag because you had like you know a big amount of space to navigate in and use to your advantage, and also, you know, you were upgrading your ship the whole time, and you were trying to defeat uh, enemy ships in specific ways to get better loot and things like that. Um, yeah. Honestly, the most basic thing, they, like, Odyssey better just have the ability to fucking board ships. 
I think that was honestly just the only reason that I thought te- uh, or the Origins got tedious. Um, got a bit tedious is because the way I played Black Flag was always sink the easy ships that get knocked out in a couple of cannon shots, and then when you get to a big one, hit it a few times, jump on board, and stab everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not really that fussed about boarding ships, to be honest. I'm just not. Yeah. I, I, um, I hope Odyssey has it. Um, I do. I, I mean, I think they're putting a bigger focus on the naval stuff, with yeah. it being the Greek Armada. So yeah, like, it kind of has to be like it's gonna be. You're gonna be spend a bunch of time going through a bunch of islands and stuff like that. If the sailing is just the same as Origins, then that's not gonna be fun. No, I'll I'll, I'll agree to that. It won't be. It'll be fun for an hour, and then you'll be like, "Well, this is big like Origins was." So what do I do forty hours from now? Um, uh, same stuff. Yeah. Um. Hey, yeah, no, it, it does sound like you're near the end. So. Yeah. Hopefully, I am. <laughs> I went back to it and I went, you know what? This is the best Assassin's Creed game they've made in a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm an outlier because I actually liked Unity a lot. Um, okay. Which okay. I know no one else in the world did. Uh, no, not even like massive Assassin's Creed nuts like myself were that keen. It's such a weird thing because the things I like about Unity are like I fundamentally know it's not a good game. Or not a great game. I'd say it's a good game. Especially after they finally fixed it. But you know, it launched yeah. broken. It and did. And even when they fixed it, it wasn't amazing. And the story goes nowhere. But things I like about Unity is I like the mission structure a lot more than Syndicate, for example. Um, yeah. Because I think it was no. a lot more stealth focused, which you know a lot of people don't like. But I like stealth games, so yeah. And it's the kind of thing I like about Origins. Origins lets you play the whole game stealthily, for the most part. Like, there's a couple of forced boss fights and stuff, but... Yeah, no. Where Syndicate felt like it kind of actively made the combat so easy that you felt dumb if you were playing it stealthily. Because Syndicate was like, why are you not just fucking murdering all these people? I mean, I've, I've really never played... I know, you've never played them, them as... Stealthily? As yeah, that's fair. I know they're Assassin's Creed. It was an option. supposed to, but I've never really done it because that's not who I am. You had to in the first Assassin's Creed because the combat was terrible. You didn't have a choice. You were playing it stealthily or else you were not enjoying that game. Also true. Um, My love for Assassin's Creed stemmed from... Two. Two and most collection that followed it. One was not a good one. I slated one to death. Um, if people remember my initial impressions of one, they were not good. Um, And then I completely changed around to the point where Assassin's Creed literally did become my favourite game series. Um, I think... You know, people that listen to the start of this podcast will probably remember me saying that I hate Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, Or not necessarily hate, but like I don't care about it. They eventually um, did become one of my favourite series of games for the Ezio trilogy, for three, See, for Black Flag. My, After that, they kind of lost their way a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, but Origins has been fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. For me, I, you know, a lot of it for me is the historical sightings. Like, I like those. Um, 
I I'm the opposite of most people when it comes to like liking Assassin's Creed games because I really like the first Assassin's Creed. I you know yeah it's the same thing as what I was saying about Unity. Like I get that this is not great in a lot of ways. Like it's fundamentally flawed. Like the combat is bad. The mission structure was incredibly tedious because they were like, hey, you have to go and do these three different things over and over every time you're assassinating someone. Yeah. But I liked the idea of that structure more than the rest of the games because the idea of that structure was you're actually hunting down your target then assassinating them. You're learning about them, finding out stuff, and then assassinating them. Which you would think is, you know, probably more what the game should be. Yeah. But I also I don't know how you make that fun, and clearly they didn't either because Assassin's Creed 2 came out and was like, hey, we made a Grand Theft Auto game, but you can climb buildings, and it's like, alright, cool, that's fine as well, then. That's fun, I guess. <laughs> that's fun, we guess. <laughs> yeah. But Origins, I think, is... I'm glad they took the year off between... Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of glad they've come out, they came out today and said they're going to take 2019 off. Yeah. Um, um, so which kind of makes me happy. Yeah, they're doing Odyssey, which feels very much like they have two main big Assassin's Creed teams, and they gave both of them time to work on something, and so they both worked on this big sprawling RPG thing. And then they're both going to take a year off, and then hopefully do something crazy and different. Yeah, um, I mean. There's apparently supposed to be effectively a new trilogy that's like this set, so we're expecting another one of this kind of style, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm okay with them changing up the style of what the game series is, if they intend to continue it, because it keeps it fresh. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got to the point now where Assassin's Creed is. Assassin's Creed, but it's effectively giving us a new series of games kind of every couple of years. Yeah. With I mean, slightly different stylization. I'd say like two up until Syndicate were all very similar. Yeah. But yeah. then yeah. Um, like they, they did things differently and they changed things. But Syndicate in particular, I know most people would be like, Unity was where it fell apart. For me, Syndicate, Syndicate was the, awful. Syndicate, Syndicate is the was one awful. where I was just like I remember at the time when Syndicate came out, lots of people were playing it and being like, oh man, they made a good Assassin's Creed again after they flubbed Unity. And I was like, the fuck game are you playing? This is... You have a grappling hook that lets you go straight up and then you can't get down again. Who designed this? And it's like... uh, The combat looked like someone said, hey, let's speed up the combat. And instead of making anything go faster, they just doubled the animation speeds so your guy looks like he's moving at a mile, 100 miles an hour. Ugh. Yeah. Syndicate was... I mean, it was a better game than Unity in a lot of ways, but I just found it really boring. Um, yeah. No, I, I mean, I get that. But then Origins, like, I, I'm glad they took the year off. I'm glad they were like, hey, let's redo all the combat, let's redo the graphics, let's redo the setting, let's do... Let's take it back to basics so we don't have guns and shit anymore. Yeah. Let's just do... Let's keep it simple. You're a dude. You have a sword. You have a shield sometimes. You stab guys. Let's make a joke about why they cut their fingers off in the first Assassin's Creed. (laughs) Yeah. Which is still probably my favourite bit in all of Origins where he uses the hidden blade for the first time and cuts his fucking finger off by accident. 
Yeah. And, and it's like, and this is why going forward, everyone did that. And it's like, that's just because he was a fucking clumsy piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's why going forward, the whole brotherhood removed a finger. So funny. Um, like, what? Yeah. It's a good game. That was one of the first games that I reinstalled on my PS4 Pro when I got it to see how it looked. Yeah. Boy, it looks pretty. I can imagine so. Looks pretty on a non PS4 Pro. Like I played through that entire game on the PS4. It's yeah, a gorgeous game. I, I can yeah, I can imagine it does look really because it looks really pretty on the standard PS4. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of things that look really pretty, having watched all of the cutscenes you've been posting. how is Mega Man 7 and a little bit of 8 yeah those cutscenes are from Mega Man 8 so um, no I've just been watching them and like oh god that oh it's so good so no it's awful (laughs) it is really bad Um, so I picked up during the summer sales on the eShop which I think is still going like, the, the eShop just seems to constantly have, like, a thousand games on sale, which, you know, is fine, I guess. Uh, I picked hey, up... nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, whatever, it's fine. Hollow Knight's on sale now. People should buy that. That game's really good. Um, I picked up the Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, which... Mega Man Legacy Collection has Mega Man's 1 through 6. Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 has 7 through 10. Um, and I have the first one on PS4, so I decided on the Switch I would just get the second one. And also because I hadn't played all the games that were in the second one before. Um, I thought I'd played Mega Man 7 before, but I played through that one and didn't remember any of it, pretty much. So if I played that before, I forgot almost instantly. Um, but I played through the entirety of Mega Man 7, and that game's really good. Um yeah, some really good level design. It was the first Mega Man on the Super Nintendo, so it kind of has the updated graphics. It's not the 8-bit stuff anymore. It's the kind of more similar to, like, Mega Man X, but not quite. Like, it's still its own distinct thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, for me, is kind of the one I appreciate because it was, you know... I spent a bunch of time when I was a teenager and younger reading sprite comics on the internet and then making sprite <laughs> comics on the internet. And yes, Mega, you Man did. Se- Mega Man 7 was the Mega Man game that me and all my buddies used to make sprite comics with. Unless you were doing 8 bit comics, in which case you did Mega Man 1. But I did Mega Man 7, or actually, I, I used Mega Man in base quite a lot because I quite liked that game. And that was actually a Mega Man game I played. Um, but Mega Man 7, apparently I just hadn't played it, even though I'd seen all these sprites and I knew all this shit. So it was kind of weird and interesting to have the context for when they'd actually be used in the game, rather yeah. than just like some dumb comic someone made, um, which was pretty good. So I played through the entirety of that, except for I didn't finish the last boss, because like the way Mega Man games are all structured is you have handful of robot masters usually like eight or so you fight them all they all have weaknesses from the weapons that you get from fighting them so you'll fight one and it'll be like oh you got the flame gun 
Ah, well now I'll go fight the plant person because they're going to be weak to the flame gun. Um, and they're all pretty much that. Except for Mega Man 7s are fucking weird. Because Mega Man 7s are like, Ah, you're fighting Trash Man. And it's like, alright. <laughs> what's he weak against? And it's like, oh, he's weak against... I actually don't remember what a Trash Man's weak against. He's weak against something. Um, explosives, I think. But then you go to... Of course he'd be weak to explosives. <laughs> I mean, everyone's weak to explosives, really. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, yeah, what? That was the thing in Mega Man 2, I think it was, that had Crash Man. Because Crash Man shot little missiles out, and Crash Man was weak to his own missiles as well. Um, which was dumb. But yeah, like you fight a bunch of robot masters, you then go to Dr. Wily's castle, and Dr. Wily's castle has, you know, usually a big stage with a mini boss at the end of it, and then like a, a boss rush where you refight all the bosses again, and then you'll fight Dr. Wily. And in Mega Man 7, you do that. You fight a big boss, you fight uh, all the robot masters again. And then you fight a two-stage Dr. Wily fight. And the first stage is pretty easy. He's like in a big skull robot thing with legs and he walks back and forth and you just slide underneath and keep shooting him in the eye and it blows up. Yeah. And then his second one is he's in this little flying pod thing that shoots little energy balls at you. And it's the hardest goddamn thing in the entire world. (laughs) And I thought I was just bad at it because I'm not very good at Mega Man games. Like, I'm you know, very open about the fact that I am terrible at those games. I really enjoy Mega Man games, but I'm not good at them. It takes me fucking forever to play them. I've been playing Mega Man 7 for like two weeks now. <laughs> but this boss is literally impossible. Like, I gave up. I gave up on this boss. I looked online to find, like, FAQs and fe- find people's feedback and be like, yo, am I just bad at this? And everyone I found online was like, this is the hardest boss fight in the entire Mega Man series. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this This is the hardest one. It's impossibly difficult. There's no easy way to win it. You just have to grind and get a bunch of energy tanks before you fight them and then hope you don't get hit too much and heal yourself whenever you can. And I was like, well, fuck this then. <laughs> and then start playing Mega Man 8. I consider Mega Man 7 finished. Even though it's not. Yeah, I was going to say, is it though? It's finished in my mind, because man, I'm never going to beat that boss. I might, I have a save state right at that boss, so I'll probably jump into it every now and again and try it again. But, man. Jesus. Mega Man 8, though, has some fantastic cutscenes at the start. They're like real 90s-ass anime. 4x3... Real like fucking low resolution, dubbed over in English, but the dub doesn't. They never redid any of the animation because that's not how anime worked. So it's just poorly dubbed over. So there's times when the English voice ends and then Mega Man's mouth just keeps going for a good few seconds. Yeah. Mega Man has a crazy high pitched voice. He's just like. I'm going to fight you, Bass! Also, he calls Bass Bass, which the entire purpose of his name is that all of the people, all the main characters in that game are named after, like, musical terms. Yeah. And then he refers to him as Bass. 
What is that? <laughs> did someone just not... Did the fucking voice actor just not get the memo that he's meant to be called Bass? His dog is called Treble. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's later fucking cutscenes in that game where, like, Dr. Is Light... He about the, is he all about the bass? He's all about the bass, apparently. Uh, okay. um, <laughs> no treble. Um, no but, treble? <laughs> no treble. Um, and also, Dr. Light has, like, a... You know, he sounds like Jonathan Ross for some reason. Like, he's got... He's fucking talking about Dr. Wiley. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? That's just mean to Jonathan Ross, mate. I mean, okay, but Jonathan Ross is a uh, fucking national treasure. But I just mean he has that similar kind of speech impediment. But he, he's like, Jonathan Ross, if Jonathan Ross, like, inhaled a bunch of helium first. Like, it's fucking. He's like, he phones you up and he's like, ah, oh, we have to keep this energy out of the hands of Dr. Why are we? It's like, what? What? Um, what are you talking about? Also, this was also like a Super Nintendo game, uh, but they redid the art style again for like a new art style they only ever used in this one game, and I kind of really like it. Like, it's not. I think it's not as good. I don't. I think the art style is just not as good as Sevens, but I really like it for some reason. There's just something about it, like everything. Like Mega Man looks like weirdly like lanky and skinny compared to Seven. Yeah. Um, he, you know, I don't know how to describe it. Like he, Everything looks way more detailed than in Seven as well in like a really unnecessary way. Looks a bit like, uh, some of the enemies just look way more, uh, way less cartoony than they did in the previous one, which is weird, um, but I quite like it. But yeah, I'd never played Mega Man 8 before at all. Um, I don't think I've even despite all of my, you know, again, sprite comic making and stuff, I don't think I even ever saw Mega Man 8 sprites before. Like, this is... It's such a bizarre-looking game. Um, but I kind of love it. It's, it's a really fun game. It's really nice to be playing, like, a Mega Man game that I've never played before. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, part of the reason I got it was because the Mega Man X collection came out, or two of them came out. Uh, yes. On Switch yeah. and on PS4 and stuff. And... I am not picking those up because they're too expensive just now. But also, I was tempted to pick them up because I hadn't played a bunch of the Mega Man X games before. So I was like, maybe I should pick them up and I'll have new Mega Man games to play. But remember that I hadn't played some of the ones that are on Legacy Collection too. Yeah. yeah. Also, people should not buy that second Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Because they did the same thing with the X Collection as they did with the regular Collection. Where the first one has Mega Man 1 through 6, or Mega Man X 1 through 6, and then the second one has 7 through 8. Actually, I might have 6 through 8, it might be 1 to 5 and then 6 to 8, because I think 8 was the last Mega Man X game. But yeah, yeah. Mega Man's X 6, 7, and 8 are bad games. <laughs> like, they're. Pretty much across the board, not good games. So this they've got this weird situation where like, when they split them up for the Mega Man, the first Mega Man collections, they split it up and it was like, oh well, you know, Mega Man seven, eight, nine, and ten are not as well remembered as the first six, but they're still really good games. 
But for Mega Man X, they're like, it's not just that they're poorly remembered, it's that Mega Man X7 is genuinely one of the worst PS2 games ever made. Yeah. And they thought they could sell it in a collection for a bunch of money and that people would buy it. Which is insane. Don't don't buy it. That game's bad. I played a lot of Mega Man X7 because I was a poor kid and didn't have a lot of games. And it was one of the three PS2 games I had. And I'd already finished Ratchet & Clank roughly 17 times. So I played Mega okay. Man X7. Don't don't make the mistakes I made. <laughs> don't don't get Mega Man X7. Mega Man Seven though is a good game. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Tell me about Madden. How's Madden? It's uh it's Madden. Is it just Madden? It's 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 Madden. It's Is John Madden even in those games anymore? No. What? Is he off eating a turducken somewhere? Probably. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's Madden. It is basically what I can gather the same as last year. Um, they've changed a couple of things, like the way you progress players in franchise mode and the way you manage players in franchise modes. Ultimate Team's got a few additions to it. I don't intend to spend too much time in Ultimate Team, though, because I don't want to drop money on it. And if I <laughs> you don't want to spend of... all that money. Yeah, and if I end up, like... I'm just being honest. If if I end up starting Ultimate Team in a big way, I'll spend too much money. I just, it will it'll be gone. Yeah. My money will disappear. Don't and I do. I don't have that much money as is people. So. But what if you bought ultimate teams? What do you buy in ultimate teams? Cards. Yeah, you buy cards. You buy you buy card packs. Um. Yeah, you buy I mean, card packs that are effectively players. Look, I'm not here to tell you how to spend your money, except for the bit where we both review games and have podcasts where we give opinions on games. So that is kind of exactly what we are here to do. Yes. But you probably shouldn't buy digital cards and anything. But especially not Madden. <laughs> especially not the Madden. You want, you want to, you want to sink all your money in Hearthstone? I forgot Hearthstone's name for a second there. You want to, if you want to sink a bunch of money in Hearthstone, you do that. But maybe not Madden. They're probably no. they're probably not going to bring a new Hearthstone out anytime soon. No, but Madden that look Madden. Does every your ultimate, year does your ultimate team carry between years? Does it hell? Ah. <laughs> oh. uh. Don't... Certainly not that I know of. So it's possible it does. It's possible it does, but it's certainly I don't think not it does, that I know of. Yeah, don't spend money on dumb things. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's possible to play Ultimate Team and win all the coins, but it's really hard to build a decent team to be competitive online when everyone who seems to be playing Madden clearly has dumped money. Yeah. Because they're their parents forgot to remove their credit card from the, the console and they had to bun a bunch. <laughs> yes, pretty it's much. Like, it's like the good old days where you just... Uh, oh, man. Did you ever use... Ha- you just have a hotel back in the day, right? Like, 
Not that much. Oh, man. In Havo Hotel, you could get money to buy furniture for in your Havo Hotel room. And you could get that money by phoning up a line. And then they took the money off your phone bill. Oh, okay. And if you spread it out enough, your parents didn't notice that you'd be phoning up this phone line every now and again. To get some <laughs> I'm sure they didn't. They didn't until you fuck up one time and miscount when the last time was you did it and then the phone bill comes through and it's much bigger than usual and you're like, Kieran, the fuck you been doing? And be like, my hotel room looks pretty fucking cool. This is money I need to invest in this because I've been playing the hotel forever. And boy, was yeah. I wrong. <laughs> anyway. I mean, at that point, you might as well just admit that you've been phoning up porn lines because at least your dad's I mean, got something. to be less off. embarrassing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I was I was phoning up. Um, it was naked. porn. It was definitely porn. Oh, okay. That's nice. You're showing an interest in girls. <laughs> um. No. Well, basically, what I'm saying is that Madden Ultimate Team is the have a hotel for the current generation. I mean, you've got FIFA Ultimate Team as well, so well, it's true. not. You've got Ultimate Team across most of the uh, the EA Sports games. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's effectively fantasy football, but you need to pay for your players. Yeah, and then you get you get to play the game with them. Um, whereas fantasy football is free, so yeah. But you also, don't, you also don't do a lot in fantasy football. No, so I guess um, at least there is an actual kind of game component. Uh, yeah, well, in fantasy football, the the the, the NFL, it's. There's there's actually a lot of trading and a lot of setting up every week and then you actually physically have to sit through an entire draft to draft your team. Fuck, unless you set cool. it to auto unless you set it to auto pick and just list the players you would like it to auto pick for you and it, it does that for you depending that on sounds, what's left. That sounds like the way to do it. No. <laughs> no, because you've got to look at the fantasy points for the last couple of years and Oh, stuff no. like that like the projection think, of what their points are going to be and... i don't think fantasy football's for me no it's it's very it gets very in-depth it probably doesn't help that i don't like football very much no, either type I, of football I'm... no you don't um especially not the turn-based one that they play in america which is the superior <laughs> of the two of course <laughs> the superior of the two uh, just a good idea. Every time, that. every time there's any momentum, if we stop the game and line everyone lines up again, that'd be pretty good, right? Yeah, it would. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can make but, fun uh, of I can make fun the, of American the, football because Ben's not here. Yeah, he's he would be here backing me up because I'm in a connected franchise with him on Madden, yeah. <laughs> and we're both in the same fantasy league, which we're both GMs of. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where's Ben? Can we get him on, please? No, but, but it's much the same as last year. They seem to have fixed some of the issues people had with Madden from last year. Um, way you progress players in franchise and stuff like that. The way you upgrade players in Ultimate Team, because you can now upgrade your players in Ultimate Team, which is kind of a new addition, as far as I know. And then, of course, they did the second year of Longshot, so they've added on to the story of that from the first one. No longer a reality show. 
Um, oh yeah, I forgot that was the whole framing device for the story in the, the last. Yeah, I was gonna say, was gonna say uh, the first one in the first Madden game last well, year. Yeah, the first long shot last year. So yeah. basically, episode two of Long Shot, as it were. Um, Reality TV show got cancelled. Well, yeah, he. The host of he, it became president somehow. It's weird. He got. No, it's not central. <laughs> I was gonna say real life, but sure. <laughs> well, yeah, at this point. <laughs> American President is literally a reality TV show of Star. True. But no, uh, so the whole framing device of it this year is he is he's now trying out or he's on the practice team for the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, you have to work your butt off in the practice team to make it onto the main team. Meanwhile, back at his old high school, his, his old mate who never got drafted by anyone is still waiting on that call um, to see if he, he makes it. To see if he makes it to the, the league in any way, shape, or form. Don't which, of that. course, you know, we don't know if he's going to. We don't know if he does. He gets multiple opportunities. You get to play those opportunities. Um, and then, you know. Stuff happens, he ends up helping out at his old high school, and there's a whole story system around that. And it's actually really interesting, and I don't know about the journey, as it were, in FIFA, because I haven't played those, mm-hmm. but for a fan, for like a, you know, a f- American football game, we've managed to build over the last two seasons a kind of semi-compelling story. That's cool. Uh, and they've made it this year. They've actually improved upon it greatly because you actually get to play the games um, <laughs> rather than it just being QTEs. Oh, God. You get to play all the practices and play pretty much all of the games that the guys are involved in and all of the practice games, training games. You get to play all of the... When Colt ends up coaching a couple of games back at his old high school, you get to you know coach and play those games as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more involved. I reckon I finished it in four hours in one sitting. But again, it's not the main bulk of the game. And I don't think it ever will be. But it's also very fun. Yeah, I think it's neat that they're doing it. Yeah, um, Uh, I'd, yeah. I'd be interested in playing... The journey from the last two FIFAs to see yeah. how they compare. I remember people saying people said last year that the journey was quite good. So, um, yeah, I'd be interested to try them and see how they compare. Even though I'm a little less interested in that type of football, yeah, it would you know be interesting to see how they compare. Yeah, like I'm not particularly interested in sports games in general, um, unless they have Mario in them, and. So having a story mode does make them a bit more interested. Like this is definitely the year I've m- most considered picking up. Well, to be fair, picking up last year's FIFA game because I don't care about up to date ones and just care about the story mode. But you know, it's the one I've. It's the year I've most considered that, just because I want to play a story mode. Yeah, I, here's the thing. I think it'd be really cool if they sold those story modes as standalones. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're ever going to. No, I mean, to be fair, if you want to go down that fucking rabbit hole all games should totally be like that <laughs> they're like they should totally sell the single player maybe not to the extremes of 
you know, each individual mode, but you probably could with FIFA. They just sold the fucking Ultimate Team mode every year. People yeah. would literally just buy the Ultimate Team mode every year. Yeah, but then also those same people would pay full price for a full game just for the Ultimate Team mode, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I paid, I've never paid full price for Madden. I've been buying Madden now for five years. I've never paid full price for it. I've always, you know, saved up Tesco Club card vouchers, had some form of discount on it. This year, for some reason, I've done the same as I normally do. I, I, had, I would have ended up having 30 quid off it with vouchers and stuff through Tesco Club card. Tesco, for some reason, are doing something weird with games now. Where they're no longer selling them online, and they're no longer stocking games the day of release in store. Weird. So I ended up having to. I mean, I could have waited and see if they got it in, but I kind of wanted it on release day. So I ended up. I paid full price for it. I paid fifty-five quid for Madden. Most I've ever paid for it. I justified it to myself by saying I at least play Madden once a week, every week of the year until the next one comes out. Yeah. Or at least for the majority of the NFL season, between now and, like, March or February, and then, you know, I kind of lean off it a bit, and then when I start getting excited about the drafts and, you know, workouts and stuff like that and seeing the players that are going to be coming in, I, I go back to Madden and then kind of play it until the new one comes out. You know, so as... I, I get my money worth out of it, yeah. even at full price. I, back in the old days of uh, 2016... I would have criticised you for buying a very similar game every year. But the new Kieran who bought two Yakuza games last year <laughs> has bought one this year pre-ordered a second that comes out next week and then there's a third one coming out in like two months. Can't criticise you you buying a Madden game every year that much because I'm buying three Yakuza games this year. Yeah, that's that's also fair. I mean, genuinely, it's the one game I repeatedly buy every year. Yeah, I mean that's completely fair. You play it. That's the thing. Yeah, I I played the crap out of it. Um, I don't again. Like like I said, I mean, I I was subscribed to Final Fantasy fourteen for. I unsubscribed for Final Fantasy fourteen last month, having not played it for like six months. Um. Because I'm a dumb person that kept thinking I'm definitely going to play Final Fantasy fourteen this month. I'd better not cancel my subscription. Whoops. Um. But like I've subscribed to Final Fantasy fourteen for ages and played it a bit here and there for you know however long it was I was into Final Fantasy fourteen a year two years. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I can't. Basically the same thing. Bought an expansion when it came out. <laughs> I've always wanted to get into that but never to probably not the time also kind of really want to play um, Elder Scrolls Online as well I've heard Elder Scrolls Online is actually good now which yeah they've, they've, uh, they've fixed it a lot which is kind of why I want to play it I just don't like Elder Scrolls games very much and I don't like most MMOs so it sounds like a hell game to me <laughs> it sounds like someone designed it specifically I for me I love Elder Scrolls games but I'm not a massive fan I feel like the only so, way they could make the, um, the Elder Scrolls Online less appealing to me and even more appealing to you is if they played American Football partway through it. Yes. Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's good. Final Fantasy XIV is really good. 
I'm looking forward it. to Fallout. Um, 76? Yeah. And I'm definitely not. I'm tentatively looking forward to it, because I, I love the modern Fallout games. You, not so much. Mm. But the, like uh, the, uh, the, the online MMO part of it is kind of like... Yeah, that sounds... The bit where they're like, there's no NPCs in it, is the bit where I'm like, how is this a Fallout game? Like, literally, you've already bastardized what Fallout was so much by turning it into an Elder Scrolls game. How does taking the if you take the NPCs out of it, how (laughs) can you even call it Fallout anymore? What the fuck? Uh, True. Maybe very true. Like whatever Bethesda makes. It's that weird thing where I don't like the games that Bethesda develops, but man, the games that Bethesda publishes fuck. are great. Did you see that gameplay of the new Doom? It looks so yeah, good. Yeah, it looks amazing. And I wasn't a big fan. I I, I didn't play the the um the Doom remake that they yeah. did. That the reboot I didn't. Um, what I will say is, give me more, give me more Wolfenstein. Give me more Wolfenstein. Yeah, I mean yeah. Wolfenstein, the whatever the fuck they called it, um, the the twins. Um, yes. Th- yeah, that's gonna be good. Yeah, it will be. I was meant to pick up. I might pick up for Rose on sale the Switch version of Wolfenstein, just because I want. Yeah, to Yeah, I think I probably will pick it up. Um, and like I, play that again. I've seen footage of it. It seems like it. It's not a great port, but it's just one of those things that I kind of want to own for the novelty of it to be like. It's fucking weird that you can play Wolfenstein 2 on a portable system, even if it looks like this. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that. That's. But they said Doom Eternal is going to launch day and date on the Switch. Which is... That, that looks insane. Yeah, there's no way it's going to look that good on the Switch. But, you know, if it runs well, and it looks good enough, I still won't get it on there, I'll get it on PC, because... I Why bought, wouldn't you? Well, I bought that first. I bought that Doom reboot on PS4 when it first came out, and hit a brick wall with it. Like I, with first-person shooters, I just hit a point where I can't be good enough to get past the hard bits in them with a controller. I'm just too bad at shooters with a controller, so I had yeah. to. So I rebought it on PC, played it on PC, and struggled on like the last boss in it. But other than that, like didn't really struggle much with Doom. Um, on a harder difficulty setting than I was playing on PS4 as well. Like it was, it's just that mouse and keyboard thing. Just because that's how I, you know, grew up playing first person shooters. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's weird. Not on Switch controllers. No, and I have never played a first person shooter mouse and keyboard. Or weird. I have, but never for any length of time. Yeah. Which I I have no interest. Whatsoever, and um, it's completely reasonable. Yeah. So, my um web pages died. <laughs> well, in that case, I'll just talk about Pixel Junk Monsters too. Yes, there we go. For some, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, my internet has died, so I can't see what Kieran has played this week. Yeah, um, yeah. So I picked up Pixel Junk Pixel Junk Monsters too. Uh, on the Switch because it's on sale for a tenner just now for the deluxe edition. Oh, that's good. Because I need to pick that up right now. I think it didn't sell super well. Um, Which is sad because the demo was really fun. Yeah, if you like the demo, pick it up. So it's a tenner. It gives you the 
it's got two DLC packs with it. One of them's the Danganronpa stuff, so you get like the. Um, I've never actually played any Danganronpa games, which is annoying. I really should. Um, but you know, their like mascot is like that teddy bear with the half white face, half black face kind of thing. Um, yeah. So you yeah. get a mask that's that. Um, and also a bunch of levels related to that. And then another one that I can't remember what that's from. I don't know if it's another tie in with another game or if it's just more stuff. Um, but Pixel Monster 2 is a sequel to Pixel Monsters, which was a PSP game. I think it came to other stuff as well, but PSP was definitely where I played it. PSP was, yeah, it's where I remember it from. Um, but it's basically a tower defense game, which in itself is a weird thing to be coming out in this day and age. You don't get a lot of tower defense games anymore. Um, give, yeah, just give me all the tower defense. I'd be so happy. Yeah, like I I like tower defense games, but they don't make a lot of them. And to be fair, give me I feel, don't. Give me field runners. Yeah, now's the time for a field runner revival. I feel like they're yes. actually doing that. I feel like that was field runners actually... on the Switch right now. Yes, please. I want to say they were actually making another field runners at one point. Nah, I'd be so happy. I played so much of that game. There was a field runner too. It came out in Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I know. I but played I thought... so much of that on the uh, Vita. Maybe I must remember, but yeah, I I played a bunch of that in Vita as well. Um, well, uh, Pixar Monster Two. It's very similar to the first one. The way that it works is, like most tower defense games, there's a path. Uh, some levels there'll be multiple paths, and they all lead to whatever you're defending. In this game, it's like a big hut that has a bunch of little monsters in it. And you're trying to defend it from these big bad monsters that are coming to attack it. And you do this by going up to all the trees that line the path and turning them into towers using magic. And money. Primarily money. Primarily money. Primarily yeah. money. Um, because everyone knows that magic is fueled by money. Of course. Of course. Um, so you have like the kind of, you know, the trifecta that you would get in pretty much every tower defense game. You have uh, ground attacking things, you have air attacking things, and then you have like all around attacking things. So you have a cannon that shoots cannonballs that does kind of area of effect damage and in, uh, on the ground. You have a little anti-air gun that shoots things out of the air, and then you have a bow and arrow or like a crossbow kind of catapulty thing that can shoot both, but doesn't isn't particularly good against either. Yeah. Um, and then you have like different versions of those that do different things. So you get like an ice cannon, so it'll slow people down. You get a Tesla cannon that does air of effect damage that does kind of a chain lightning effect to enemies if they're all close to each other. Yeah. So it does bonus damage, basically. And there's a handful of other ones that are pretty cool as well. So you get a bunch of towers to build, which is pretty awesome. Um, you get money for killing enemies. You get gems for killing enemies, which you can use to upgrade your towers. But also your towers will upgrade... They have like a, a little experience meter. There's just a little circle that fills in. Yes. And so they'll get experience from killing enemies... Or you can stand at the tower, and if you stand at the tower, your guy automatically starts dancing. And if you dance, <laughs> if you dance at the tower, the experience starts going up. So you can just dance at a tower till it levels up, which is pretty neat. Um, and then you murder a bunch of enemies. And I think the main thing for me um, that I really like about it is the art style. So 
Pixel Junk Monsters 1, and pretty much all the Pixel Junk games were really simplistic 2D. I mean, it's really reductive to say it, but like kind of flash game looking. Like they, I liked the way they looked, but you know they were very like they had that kind of flat, um, simple look to them. Yeah, this yeah. is fully three D, and has like this weird, almost claymationy looking, this like look to all of the characters in the world and stuff like that, and some of it looks kind of gross, but in a way that I really fucking love. Um. Like, I just really like the art style in this game. Uh, you can hit a button to, instead of having, like, the, you know, the top-down view that you would kind of have in every other tower defense game, you can hit a button to pull the camera down so you're just following your little dude around. Yeah. Um. So it just looks like a third-person game. And everything just looks mental. If you, like... It's one of those things where you, you kind of take for granted when you're playing these kind of games that's like, oh, this cannon's blown up a bunch of little spider dudes. But if you look at that from ground level, it's fucked. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's mental um, especially with this art style where everything looks like weirdly detailed and claymation-y and I'm playing this on the Switch it came out on PS4 and stuff like that as well um, but the Switch version looks fantastic and runs fantastic uh, impressively so actually because I had some issues with the demo of it like the demo frame rate seemed kind of all over the place but the full game seems to fix that yeah which is good. Um, and then you get money for finishing levels, which you can use to unlock more masks and little shells for your guy. Um, and you also get rainbow tokens if you don't take, if your little uh, hut thing doesn't take any damage during the, the level. Yeah. And you use those to unlock the next area. So you basically need to be... You need to get perfect at some of these levels. So basically the structure of the game is you're going to be replaying levels multiple times. Which okay. is fine for a tower defense game. Um, they're maybe like a little bit long for that. But I've not found any of them super difficult so far. I'm only like four levels in just now, admittedly. So I don't know if it gets more difficult. I assume it will get more difficult. But like the way the structure works is you play it on a kind of easy-ish difficulty to start with. They call it fun difficulty. Um, and once you do that... The fun difficulty. The fun difficulty. And you get rainbow tokens for that. And if you beat it on fun difficulty, you can then play it on tricky difficulty. And you can get a separate rainbow token for that. So basically you can get at least two rainbow tokens for each level. It, from the UI, it looks like you can get three rainbow tokens for each level, but I don't know how you get the third one. I mean, there's nothing that said, like, you have to do this, or you unlock a third difficulty level. Um, but there must be something. But I'm really enjoying it so far. It's just a really fun tower defense game. It looks fantastic. It runs great in portable mode, which is kind of primarily where I've been playing it. Um, yeah, I played yeah. a little bit docked as well, and it looks it scales up nicely to TV, but it's definitely been more of a portable game for me than anything else. So, yeah, if you look for a tower defense game on the Switch, there aren't many. Um, but for a tenner. But for a tenner, well, it's on sale. Um, which this game only just came out relatively recently, so I assume it just didn't sell very well. I remember yeah. hearing. I remember hearing some iffy things about it to start with. Like, I think people didn't 
like the structure of it much um, because it, you have to repeat stuff a bunch. But I don't mind it, so that's I don't know if it gets if there's other issues with it later on that I've not reached yet or not. Um, I just don't know. But I think it's worth a shot. Uh, maybe play a demo if you're unsure about it. Demo but, was really fun. Demo yeah, that's really that's fun. where I was like, I really liked the demo. So I was like, hey, tenner for the full game? I can't. If to, full game and DLC, it was like eight quid for the full game without a DLC. Yeah. yeah. But honestly, two quid more, you may as well just get the fucking DLC. Yeah, definitely worth getting it for the, the cost that... I actually, when, you know, just to continue down good deals for Switch, um, spotted a, a cracking deal today, which is uh, Mario and Rabbids. You can now buy the Gold Edition, which has all the DLC for 30 quid. Yeah, so that comes with the, the big DLC pack in particular, which is the Donkey Kong one. Yeah, which, which I think is a really good buy. Yeah, that Donkey Kong DLC looks really good. I've not played it, because I didn't pick up the DLC, because I never finished the game. So Yeah. I'm highly tempted to go get that because um, I only ever rented the game. I really did like it, so I might go get it. It's worthwhile. Mario and Rabbids is su- like surprisingly one of the best games on the Switch. Um, yeah, still is. Yeah, it's just a weirdly good XCOM game. <laughs> like bizarre. It showed up in our game of the year last year. Yeah, I can't did. remember if it showed up in the over- overall list or if it just showed up in Mike's list. No, it it showed up in my list as well. Uh, yeah, it might show up in the overall one as well. I don't remember. I edited those videos so fucking long ago. It did actually show up in the overall one as well. Uh, and we're only a few months away from me having to edit a bunch more of those videos. Yay! At least Mike's is just going to be Fortnite. True, true. I mean, I'd, I'd feel bad for you, but I also have to edit all the audio. Yeah, true. I'm not fucking learning to play Madden for these Game of the Year videos, though, so if you fucking put that on your list, <laughs> I'm coming to yours with... Or you're coming to mine because I'm not logging my fucking desktop tears with my capture card. <laughs> Unless we're also like, fair. Uh, Sports games will never make my game of the year lists. That's fair. I don't know. Mario Tennis is pretty good. Um, no, does that count as a sports game? Does it count as a Mario game? Yeah, yeah that's true. It's both. It's really good though. Mario right. Kart. It's a sports game. Yeah, Mario Tennis is good. I need to play more. Of it. I need to finish that story mode. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that look, well, I was going to say claymation but not really claymation but kind of stop motion uh, you've been playing Lego Incredibles. I have, I have. Well? It's on the Switch, it is indeed. Um, so, long story short, um, I basically work with a, a young fellow with learning difficulties, and he loves Lego games, so Who'd for his birthday that? he got Lego Incredibles, because he's on a bit of an Incredibles binge, because Incredibles 2 came out, uh, right, so I've been playing still, that with him. Still not seen Incredibles 2. It's really good. I've heard that, I need to go see it. It is really good, it is definitely worth seeing. Um, yeah, so I've been playing that, and it's fun. They Effectively, you it's a Lego game. Um, they've added some cool little things into it, so you can find stuff hidden around the world. That are called um, Incredibles. <laughs> um, yeah, Incredibles. Incredibles. Um, yes, Incredibles. But if you find some of these Incredibles, they link into other 
other kind of things. So one of the ones we built was a coral reef, and then it drops into the water and at the front of the pier. And next thing you know, there's a Nemo and Dory swimming around in it. Well, that's pretty good. So there's references to other Pixar stuff. Yes. Nice. Every Incredibles that you, you come up with has a, a Pixar reference. So All right, that's there, there's good. a Cars one there that we've done. No, and, never mind, I'm know. out again. Man, <laughs> fuck Cars. I mean, don't, um, not literally, don't fuck Cars. Not like that fucking Channel 4 documentary. <laughs> um... You know yeah. documentary, I mean. I, I'm well aware. <laughs> so yeah, no, um, those are really fun. The start of the game is uh, the or the first kind of section of the game is Incredibles 2. Play through the storyline from Incredibles 2. After you complete that, it asks you, do you want to play the original and if you know you hit yes, you you start and you go through the whole Incredibles one storyline as well. That's weird. That feels like the opposite way around of how that. It, yeah, it feels wrong, but that's the way they've done it. I guess it's just that kind of thing where they're like, "Hey, a bunch of the kids buying this are going to be buying it because they just saw Incredibles two, so they'll want that first. Yes. Yeah. But still, like, that's weird. Um, it's it is weird. So they do that, and then. They also give you the whole city to explore, uh, random crimes you can fight, random cases yeah, I was you can say, solve. Is it, is it open world like the it's, Marvel ones are? Oh yeah, it's open world like the Marvel ones. That's cool. Um, so we haven't done too much um, in the open world stuff. Currently playing through the first Incredibles, but second section of the game, and it's just it's a really good, well made. Lego game, um, you know, I, f- I want to say they're getting better at them. They're not. They're just <laughs> they've just nailed it, and they're just continuing. Yeah, they they're they're so good at it now. They're so slick at it. They yeah. are what they are. They keep adding little nice things like those Incredibles and. Do the Lego speak? Yes. Do they? Are they voiced or is it? No, they're they're from the movie. They're lines from the movie. Okay, because they think. did that with the Hobbit ones. Um, with... Actually, no, I think they might be voiced. I do not know. Fair enough. Um, I'd need to look that up. But I know they're they're really fun. Um, all of the Incredibles, of course, have got their own superpowers, which you know they've nailed that down with the the Marvel stuff and the DC stuff. Um. So level we just played there. Yeah, you're Mrs. Incredible. You're trying to get up this um this river that is like a rapids, and you can't get up it. But you know, you know the you know the layer of the base is behind it. Um, Dash is with you. So um, Mrs. Incredible has a a skill where she can you know turn herself into anything because she's stretchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so she turns herself into a boat, and then Dash becomes her motor. That's pretty good. Um, and it's just little fun things like that. Just it's really good. Wait, um, how does stretchy Lego look? Because that sounds weird. Oh, hang on! I will try and get you a picture. <laughs> that, it, it, that's stuff I can't picture in my head, even though I played those Marvel games. So I assume Mister Fantastic was in them, and I just forgot. It was because um, 
I jumped around with him as a teapot a lot. Alright. Did, did you not remember me posting those videos? Oh, yes. I don't remember now. Yeah. Stretchy Legos. Yeah. Um... Should Lego stretch? I don't know. Do they make rubber Lego? They probably do. Has there been a Stretch Armstrong Lego set yet? Um, I don't think there has. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> more to the point. Um, yeah, they've just nailed it so well with those now that you know when you sit down to play those one of those, you know what you're getting, but yeah. they always somehow manage to add something in that's unique to each game that gives it a kind of fresh flavor, as it were. Uh, and just, they're so well done now. They really are. I mean, they, there's a puzzle in these ones where you're hacking. And they're very simplistic, like, match two orange panels to two orange panels, two blue to two blue, and two green to two green. But if you can manage to fill in every single square that's on the panel while doing that, you'll gain a bonus. Mm -hmm. So, and that that's what makes it harder, and it becomes a bigger puzzle to gain that bonus that's pretty cool um so just little touches little things um i have to admit playing as playing as jack jack uh is rather fun spoilers jack jack's in it he's in both movies kieran <laughs> <laughs> what but no playing as jack jack in free play is, is rather fun um I mean, have you seen the trailers? Am I going to ruin anything by saying... Nah. Um, yeah, Jack-Jack has powers in, like, Incredibles 2, because obviously he's a bit older. Yeah, Powers Incredible 1. Yeah, but no... Yeah, that's he... like, that was, like, their post-credit scene was... Yeah, really... so he has, like, more fully-fledged powers. Running around as Jack-Jack with fully-fledged powers is just fun. <laughs> it's honestly hilarious. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this as the baby. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a Lego game. Um, they nailed them down a long time ago. Proceeded to make them absolutely yeah. fantastic, and it's a, it's another fantastic Lego game. Yeah, that's cool, and it works well. Um, on did Switch? you? It works fantastically on Switch. Um, have played it with you know one Joy-Con each. Have played it both with two Joy-Cons. Works absolutely fine. Um. Yeah, runs well. I will say it has crashed on twice. Oh really? Yes, it has crashed on us twice. Um, but luckily the autosave manages to catch it. It's the only time I've ever seen a Switch crash game. Yeah, I think the only Switch game I've seen crash was the Dragon Ball Fighters beta. Um, yeah, I, Lego Incredibles has crashed the his Switch twice. Jeez. Um, so, it, you know, it might have had an update, it might have been optimized, his switch is not connected to the internet. So, it, you know, if there's an update waiting on it, I should probably connect it to the internet forum. I haven't done that. Yeah, there's probably like a, there's probably like a day one patch. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably fixed any issues with yeah. it. Um. But no, it's good, and I 
I'm, I'm looking forward to... There's a Lego Marvel villains coming. Alright. Yeah. They've done the two superhero games. There's a Lego villains game coming. That sounds good. Um... So I'm looking forward to that because hopefully he picks that up. Uh, I I tend to I don't need to buy any um yeah it the trailer for it Lego Marvel superheroes and villain came out no 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 there it's there's DC, a Lego Marvel it's DC super villains you're thinking of. Yeah, it's not yeah. Marvel. That's why it's not Marvel. It's yeah, I was looking as well, and that trailer, that trailer you you were looking at, came out twenty thirteen. So it's definitely not yes. that. It's definitely not that one. Definitely um, that no, one. but I'm I'm looking forward to it anyway. Yeah, no. It's um, nice he he tends to buy all the Lego games. I've played through all the Lego Star Wars with him, Lego Indiana Jones. I've been meaning to pick up um, Lego Undercover. Is that the name of it? The one that was basically GTA. Uh, it was a yeah. Wii U game, and then they ported it to Switch. Uh, Lego City Undercover. Lego City Undercover. I mean to pick yes, that one up. I have played and finished that with him as well. <laughs> that one. So yeah, good. he he's he's obsessed with the Lego games, and you know what? I'm quite happy to be the player too in those situations, and you know, help him through some of the puzzles that are a little bit too yeah. difficult and stuff. Because they're fun games. They're great games. Anyway, you've been playing a game that got pretty much released this week, but looks really good, has me intrigued, and I kind of want to buy it. So your opinion right now depends on whether I'm going to spend money or not. How is Bad North? It's alright. It's not as good as I was hoping it was going to be, but it's good. Um, Bad North is a game I've been looking forward to for a wee bit, because it was announced... In one of Nintendo's like Nindies events, like last year, I think. Yeah, um, and then they like randomly just boom out of nowhere, and you're like, Whoa. yeah, they kind of went silent on it for a while, and then yeah, they had a Nindies event a couple of days ago, and they still dropped two games, three games, I guess technically. Um, so they dropped Morphe's Law, yeah, uh, Bad North, and Prison Architect, which. I'm definitely going to buy on Switch at some point because Prison Architect's great. Prison Architect is fantastic. It's a fantastic fucking game. Um, but Bad North, I've been looking forward to for a while. It's a strategy game, a tactics game, I guess, technically. Um, set on a series of like really small islands. and So it's kind of grid-based. You're on these little islands and basically start on the island with up to four little groups of units. Little you know, platoons basically. Um, and you're defending it against invaders that get dropped off on little boats. So you start with two little groups of units and they're both don't have any class. So they're just like simple little dudes with knives basically. And you're basically moving them. When you select a unit, like it's all real time, but when you select a unit it slows down time to basically being near turn-based while you're choosing where they go just to give you a... so you're not constantly rushing around playing it like a real-time strategy game. And a lot of it is just positioning your guys to be in the right place to stop these invaders from destroying the buildings on whatever island you're on. Yeah. And it starts really simple 
and it slowly ramps up but so far I've not found it particularly difficult um, it's also got some like roguelite elements where like you'll get random power-ups now and then you'll get the waves of enemies are random I believe the islands are random as well so sometimes you'll get okay. islands that are just brokenly easy so for example um, you get money after you defend an island that you can then assign to one of the units that help defend that island and okay. for a certain amount of money you can upgrade them to have a class uh, upgrade once they have a class you can upgrade them to have a special ability and then you can upgrade that class and that special ability to higher levels to make them better at those things so you can make them into archers, you can make them into uh, sword and shieldsmen, or you can make them into pikemen. And okay, I got an island that was stupidly easy because I had I went into it with three units because I had managed to recruit another one, and one of them was pikemen, one of them was sword and shield guy, and one of them was an archer. And the way that this level had either generated or been made I'm not 100% sure if the levels are fully random um, the way it worked was all the buildings were on one side of the island but there was no space for the boats to land there so all of the enemies always landed on this other side of the island and there was only one choke point they always had to go through to get to the other side um, and all the classes work slightly different from each other and the way the pikemen work is the pikemen are absurdly strong but only if they're standing still. Like they can't if they can't attack while moving. So you can't like Yeah, okay. You can't say for like the sword and shieldmen, um, you can, you know, select them and then just drop them on the, or tell them to move to the same spot as the enemies and they'll run over and start stabbing them. You do that, your spearmen will die. So your spearmen you want to put in a place that they can block the enemy but if you get it wrong, then they're just not going to be useful for fighting that enemy at all because they'll be completely in the wrong way and you can't move them. So this level worked really weird because there was this one little choke point they had to go through to get to the other side of the island and I just put my spearmen there and I could have just went in with just my spearmen and no other units because they decimated every wave of enemy that came. They just stood there poking them with sticks for ages. <laughs> it was weird. Um, but so far I've not found it particularly difficult in general like that was definitely an outlier like most of the levels have not been that easy yeah but none of the levels have been super difficult so far there's been more difficult levels than you know some of the levels are more difficult than ours because you can see there's like an overall map that you choose like you're constantly progressing from island to island but you have like kind of branching paths so you can choose which one you want to go to and if they have a little flag above them, that means that there's going to be a unit there you can recruit. And sometimes they have a question mark above them, which just means you will probably get some kind of reward from them. Um, I just one okay. didn't seem to get a reward from it, but the other ones I got uh, weapons from or uh, special abilities from. So those ones tend to be a little bit more difficult, but even then they've not been, yeah, they've not been that hard. Um, like the worst I've done on an island was in one of them, one of the buildings got destroyed but that was, I lost a coin like it was not, you know the end of the world, especially because like the money doesn't seem, the upgrades that you get 
from the money don't seem super essential. Um, but I am enjoying it so far. It's just it seems maybe a bit more shallow than I was hoping it would be. Um, the actual tactics itself doesn't seem super... You know... They don't seem super in-depth either. It seems very much like... Not quite rock, paper, scissors, but... You know, if there are archers, you want to send your shield guys after them because they block arrows and they can just run up and start murdering them. If there's a good choke point, you want your spearmen there because they will slaughter anyone that comes anywhere near them. And your archer can just sit up on a mountain knocking arrows down at anyone that comes nearby, and that's pretty good. So, yeah, I don't know. I need to play more of it. I'm enjoying it, but I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend people jump and buy it right now. I think if you're wanting a... Isn't it under like a tenner? It is. It's not super expensive. Yeah. But for a tenner you could get Pixel Jump Monsters too just now. Yeah, but... Not that they're, they're particularly similar. Like They're both kind of light strategy games, I guess, but it's... I would definitely recommend Pixel Jump Monsters too. There are a ton of other Switch games that are under tenner, I'd probably recommend over Bad North, but I am enjoying it. If that makes sense. It's, yeah, no, like, that makes it, sense. It is good. There are just better games on the Switch. There's not a lot of tactics games on the Switch though, so I guess on that front, maybe worth picking up. Um, I don't know. I'll probably talk about it more next week, so, or not next week, so I won't be on next week, but the week after because I will probably, you know, have played more of it by then. But my yeah. early impressions are positive, but not like overwhelmingly so. It seems like a good game, not a great one. The art style is lovely, though. Yeah, it does look really nice. The art style looks very, very nice for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For the price of it, I'm still very tempted to pick it up, and you're not putting me off at any. Yeah. In fact, you're making me kind of want it more. If you like the look of it, it's worth playing. Like, it's a good game. It's just a bit shallow. Like, don't expect it to be super complex expect it to be you selecting your swordsman and then moving them to where the people are about to land on your island over and over sounds it sounds simplistic but good yeah it, it, it's weird because they're not really that similar but for some reason playing bad north made me really want rhyme capsule on the switch do you remember rhyme okay. capsule I, I remember the name. I can't remember exactly. It was a 2D little strategy game where you used Lego blocks to... You know, Lego blocks, Tetris blocks to build paths, uh, making a little kind of base. I do. I played a lot of that. And your dudes wandered over and you had like you had to go and research shrines and you had to you know, research yes, guns and I, you guys I would go get guns. And then so these flying... That blocks these like flying squares would fly over and start murdering everyone so you had to make sure that people were near the turrets so that they could get into the turrets that game was fucking hard as hell and i loved that game um yeah i remember playing I, crap loads of that and then being terrible at it yeah same i don't know why like it, bad north is not particularly similar to it in a lot of ways it's like it's very different they don't really play very similar but i think it's just because they're both kind of these simplified strategy games it just made me think of it quite a bit um yeah it's weird 
but it's good. Yeah. Well, I, I might pick it up because it's under a tenner, which my current budget is exactly. Yeah. No, sir. It's. It, I feel like it might have been better if I had a demo. But hey, it's it's a good game. Um. Right. I think that's us for video games. That is us for video games. I've we... not played any board games. Yeah, me neither. Um, I think I played are we, one. Are we... I played one more game of Thronestorm and got destroyed. That's kind of. Um, I have news. I'm trying to find a good list of all of the Nindies stuff. Actually, there's a, it's a large list. It's a big list. Uh, I'm gonna Nintendo announced another one as well. They're doing another Nindies event uh, on the 28th. Which is insane. <laughs> like, hey, by the way, we just announced, I think, 15 odd games yeah. and released a couple of them. We're doing it again next week. It's like, that's okay. I think because this one was more European focused because it was to tie in with Gamescom. And next one yes. is going to be more tied into America. But most of those games come out in both. Like, Bad North yeah. and Prison Architect came out in America as well. And Morphe's Law as well. Like, I can only assume that whatever they do in the Nindies event next week will be the same here, pretty much. Uh, just trying to find a summary of these. What other new stories have got open for me, Tim? Um, do you remember Reigns? Yes. The do I remember Reigns? I only own Tinder. both of them. Yeah. Um, they're doing a third game. Yay! I'll buy that too. And it's Game of Thrones themed. Oh, in which case I will exceptionally buy that too. Got, I mean, I would have bought it anyway. they got, Yeah, they got the Game of Thrones license. It has even got the music from the TV show in it and stuff. Oh, that'll be good. Which is interesting. I, I don't know. I don't good. really like Game of Thrones that much, so I'm not super interested in it. I love um, Game of Thrones. And I love Thrones. Uh, yeah, I love Reigns, so. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it's it's gonna be good because those games are good but Game of Thrones kind of pissed me off a bit but that's just me yeah um, right I've got a list of stuff here so they had this Nindy event they showed Bad North which came out and we were talking about Prison Architect which played before and is out now as well Morphe's Law, which is out now as well, and I've heard not great things about. Yeah, I've not heard anything really great about. Kind of a shame, but hey. Um, they showed Night Call, which was. That looks fairly good. Yeah, that's. Taxi Driver Helping Solve Crime. That's the one. That one looks quite cool. Um, it does. That's coming early 2019. They showed Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom, which looks fantastic. That's a 2D platformer, which is one of the... Is this series called Monster Boy? I think it's called Monster Boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Da, 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 yeah. Um, but, or it's the Wonder Boy series, that's what it is. I think it's called Monster Boy because I think it's like not officially part of the Wonder Boy series, but it's basically a Wonder Boy game. Um... 
I've never been a yes. big fan of those games, but the one that came out on Switch at launch, the remake of, I think it was like remake of Wonder Boy 3 or something like that, um, I fucking loved that game. I did everything in that game, so, you know, I may actually be into this one. Uh, they showed The Gardens Between, which is a weird kind of like puzzly uh, game. It kind of reminded me of, um, you know, that Captain Toad Treasure Tracker game? Where it's got the kind of yes. isometric view and you're wondering that, and solving puzzles. It kind yeah, of looks like that, but with a more realistic art style. Okay, I've played the demo for that and I actually really... That game's really good. Um, You can also pick that up for about 30 quid now, so I think that might be on my list when it drops to like the 20 mark, but it probably won't because it's a Nintendo game. Yeah, it's probably more like... It's more like go up, go up in price than down with a Nintendo game. Um, Streets of Rogue, which is a roguelite... Um, kind of 2D beat em up which looks okay I've heard good things about that on PC but it doesn't yeah. look like my kind of thing yep um, Moonlighter which is apparently really really fantastic I hear nothing but fucking praise for that game uh, that's a RPG where you're running a shop to sell equipment to adventurers in a fantasy world yeah. Uh, and then also going into dungeons to kill monsters to get your equipment to sell to people, basically. Um, it looks great. Uh, I've heard very, very good things about it in general, so... Yeah. I, I like that as a concept. A few games have done that in the past. Um, there was one, yeah. Reketeer, that did it. There was a board game recently that as well that I've been meaning to pick up. Um, but yeah, like, it seems like a really common concept now to be like not everyone wants to be the hero anymore being the hero seems dangerous and stuff what if you just sold the weapons to the the heroes instead and made a profit off them that seems easy capitalism yay capitalism yay capitalism <laughs> um, it's working so well for the world it's going great it's going <laughs> great um, this war of mine is coming to switch uh, I, think... I still haven't played that game so I might feel like I should play it now I've played a little bit of it, but yeah, I might need to pick it up and actually play it properly. Um, although I think I own it on at least two devices. I think it was on PlayStation Plus at one point. Um, I also need to play the board game as well. I think Mike got the board game, didn't he? Yeah. Pretty sure that's right. Um, he did. He did. Yeah, but that's coming in November. Uh, Children of Morta, which I don't remember at all, but it's on this list. Children of Morta. Show me... Show me this trailer. Show me this trailer. It's a sprite game, which you'd kind of expect, because it's an indie game. It's sprite-based. And has... characters in it. It will have some kind of sad story, because it's an indie game. Uh... ba ba ba. It looks like kind of isometric, kind of maybe Diablo-ish game. Okay, yeah, I, I, you know what? Actually, I really like the art style of this game. Speaking of Diablo. Oh yeah, also Diablo's coming. That wasn't during this <laughs> event, but that wasn't during this event. Yeah, the Diablo. They, yeah, they weren't going to announce the fucking Diablo three at an indie game event. The most indie of developers, yeah. Activision. Um, but Diablo three is coming to Switch. It is coming to Switch. I'm probably going to pick that up because I like Diablo three quite a lot. I'm probably gonna pick it up too. 
Yeah. Uh, this actually, this Children of Mortar game looks really good. The more I'm looking at it, it actually it reminds me a lot of Hyper Light Drifter, which I liked a lot. Uh, you did. You... I never finished it though. I'm. It's that thing where I've been wanting to go back to Hyper Light Drifter a lot recently. But I've decided at this point I'm just going to wait because it's coming out of Switch again, or coming out of Switch at some point. So I'll probably just pick up there and actually play it portably and actually finish it because I'll play on the tram. Um, Very true. It's that thing where you have a commute, portable games are great. <laughs> uh, I see, I don't even, I don't have a commute, I don't even have a, like a commute driving anymore, but the Switch is just still so convenient to just pick up and go, I'm going to play some games in bed. Yeah, definitely. Or even just like, hey, my girlfriend wants to watch TV. That's fine. I can sit with. I can sit on the couch with my Switch. Um, yeah. Or even just the case of like, hey, I want to, you know, on the PS4, if I'm playing a game and want to listen to the audio, but a lot of times I will put the headphones in instead of listening through my speakers. Um, yeah. With my Switch, if I do that, I just undock the whole thing and just, you know, curl in a ball basically with it, you know right up to my face with my headphones in and just get as engrossed as possible into stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen watching something on TV and using the Switch at the same time. Oh yeah, I've also done that. <laughs> yeah, um, not completely out of the order. Nah, more like asking. Uh, Everspace Stellar Edition got announced as well. Um, which Everspace is a roguelite uh, kind of space game, kind of like a simplified uh, Eve. Maybe kind of similar to a No Man's Sky, but not quite. It's more focused on like the space combat kind of stuff. Um, you probably quite like that one, actually. Yeah, it um, looks good. It looks good. I'm interested in it. It's came out in other things already. I've heard it's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, Baba is You. Which I had never heard of before, but it looks fantastic. Um, did you watch this event? You watched the whole thing, didn't you? Uh, I've not watched the whole thing. You've not watched it, alright. Baba is You is like a... It's a programming game based on the trailer. Um, so the trailer showed just like a couple of light things. So it's like it shows on the screen, Baba is You. And then you, you know, it says like mushroom is uh, or it says uh, one of the better examples I guess it says um, wall is impassable and then you go and you push the impassable out of the way and it just says wall is and then you can walk through the wall because the wall isn't impassable anymore if that makes sense Yeah. yeah. so you're just kind of changing properties on things to solve puzzles Um. and there was one it was like mushroom is something or other and then you replace it with mushroom is you and it just turns the mushroom into the same thing as you and it copies all your movements which is pretty neat, uh, okay. um, That's pretty neat. the trailer is very cute I really liked it um, I'm not usually super into programming games just because I have programmed games before <laughs> you know it, it feels too much like work for me but this one looks yeah you're, you're, you're a programmer at work so you don't particularly like games where you're programming stuff which makes yeah. a lot of sense I mean it does make a lot of sense but then I have programming friends like you know Nathan who is super into those kind of games so I'm just a weird one I guess no I'd, I'd be the same like <laughs> I, I wouldn't play a game that is audio editing yeah I mean I just wouldn't I mean wouldn't you though think about how fucking weird a game about audio editing would be 
You probably play it out of curiosity, if nothing else. Do you know something I probably would play again? Like, but a game about audio editing, it would literally just be someone telling me to do the stuff I already it'd do for be, work. It'd just be a timeline. <laughs> um, Slay the Spires come to Switch. That's the card game uh, that was very, very popular on PC. Yes. That's coming early 2019. Very nice. Uh, Jammers coming October 23rd. One of the greatest Neo Geo games ever made. <laughs> you and the Windjammers, Windjammers man. Windjammers is fucking great. You throw discs. You catch discs. You do super disc throws. It's basically a fighting game where you're playing disc golf. It's nonsense, but it's so fucking fun. Uh, and then they announced that they're making a Windjammers 2. After yeah, fucking, like, two decades, three decades. When did Windjammers come out? <laughs> Windjammers came out a long fucking time ago. Windjammers might be older than both of us. That seems like a very... Not something no, okay, it's, it's not. not. 1994. We were three years old when it came out. It's not something we have to think about, Kieran. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it came out in 1994. So... Fuck. That's what, 24 years? Yeah. You know me, I'm not good at maths. 24 years later, they're making a sequel to Windjammers. Finally. Um, oh, it took a little while. I'm looking forward to that. I like Windjammers a lot. Uh, <laughs> Terraria is coming to Switch. Which is good if you like Terraria. I've never been a big fan of that game, but... If it's your thing... No, you're entirely okay. Yeah. Um and then Morphe's Law, blah blah blah. So Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good uh like it wasn't even live streamed, it was just a video they put up. They were just like, here's a fucking bunch of games, have fun. Yeah, it was it was a good um game dump, really was. And then they're doing another one next week, which I'm hoping Hyperlight Drifter's there, I'm hoping God, I don't know what other indie games. Hollow Knight was the one I was holding out for for ages, but that's out now. Are we um are we hoping that they do the whole uh and deserve it now again with something else? Oh, I think they definitely will do it with something else. I don't know what, but something. I try to think what other indie games. Wargrove. I want them to do. I want them to finally give a date for Wargrove. Do you remember that? Would that would be one? nice. That would be nice. That was the Advance Wars looking one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else. I'm interested. Oh fuck! What the the no the no more heroes? That'll probably be there. I'm kind of surprised no more heroes didn't show up at this one. But given they're doing another one next week, makes uh, sense. yeah, might show up, might show up there. Yeah, I look forward to that one as well. I like those games. Um. Anyway, we I'm looking at the new stories we got here. Um. We mentioned earlier, Assassin's Creed will be taking a year off, 2019. Yep. Which is good. Take time, make better games. Um, uh, they released a trailer showing Soul Calibur 6's story mode. It looks bizarrely in depth. Which, uh, bring it on. Soul Calibur, yeah. yes, please. Like, single player has always been one of my favourite parts of Soul Calibur. Um, 
It was kind of one of the bits. As much as I loved Soul Calibur Five, like I loved the way it played. Um, yeah. The story mode was kind of shit. <laughs> like it was quite disappointing. Like one of my favorite Soul Calibers is still Three because it had that weird strategy mode, like the single player where you went through and it was like a strategy yeah. thing. But every time, every time the units collided with each other, it turned into a Soul Calibur fight. Yes. That was fucking great. <laughs> I mean, it probably wasn't, but I really liked it at the time. I bet if I went back and played it now, I'd be like, what is this garbage? But at the time, I thought it was great. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Until Dawn developers, um, Supermassive, yep. released, uh, revealed their new project. They're doing an anthology series called Dark Pictures, which is going to be a series of horror games, like kind of shorter ones sort of in the Until Dawn style from the looks of it, from the trailer they put yeah. on. So they revealed the first one, which is Man of Medan. Or Medan? Medan? I don't know. One of those. Um, the blurb they kind of gave for it is, the story of Man of Medan starts off on a dive boat on the South Pacific with a rumoured World War II wreck to find and plenty of on-deck partying to be had. A group of four young Americans and their skipper Fliss get ready for what should be the trip of a lifetime. But it doesn't go quite as planned. As the day unfolds and a storm rolls in, they find themselves trapped on board a ghost ship, subject to unimaginable stress and terror. They must try and find a way to escape the ship and its sinister history. Well, okay then. I really liked Until Dawn and them going, ah, fuck it, we're just going to make a bunch of shorter Until Dawns. Sounds great yeah. to me. That's exactly what I fucking want from them. Let them do. Yes. It. The trailer looks really good as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Good on them. I hope it works out because they kind of wrote themselves a blank check as far as I'm concerned with Until Dawn. Yeah. Blank check to do what they please for a little while at least. Yeah. Because, like, Until Dawn is one of those games that we talked about it before, but on paper it is something I should fucking hate. Yes. Because. It plays like a Telltale or like a David Cage game. It yep. Is a not quite a horror, more like a, a thriller, but it's still a genre that I'm not super into. You know. And yeah. No, so you're like not. Gameplay and you know thematic genres that I'm not super into. And then it came out and was fucking fantastic. So you know. It's, on yeah. paper, I shouldn't have liked it, but I ended up really, really liking it. So, look forward to these new ones. I still haven't played that one they brought out for the phone thing, the PlayStation phone thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think. remember the name of it now. Yeah, Mike really liked it. He did. I have did. a I have a sealed copy of it sitting next to my PS4. I might try to get to that this weekend. Um, and then the last bit of news I've got here, which is the biggest news of the week. Ignore all those people talking about the various Trump-related people all going to jail. Um, the most important news of the week. Saints Row Third come to Switch. See, I wish I was half as hyped as you. I'm not that hyped about it. Like, I, I like Saints Row III I will lot. play it again. But it'll be a rental. I will not be spending money. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I'm going to wait for a sale on it. I'm not buying fucking Saints Row 3 at full price in 2018 or 2019, whenever it comes out. I mean, if they, if they're literally selling this for... It's 
I, I think it will probably come at about 25, 30 quid. Yeah, it's going to be a hard sell for pounds. Yeah. Um, I... Saints Row 3 is probably my favourite Saints Row game. It's one of my favourite open world games in general. So... Yeah. Playing it portably is a neat enough gimmick that I will probably pick up, but not if it's too expensive. Um, I don't know if I'd play through the whole thing again and do... like I, I got the Platinum in that on PS3 because... I like you that game so much. Three. Yeah, like I don't get platinums in games very much. I think I only have like four or five. Like I've got Central Three, Infamous, Second Son, uh, those shitty Wonderbook games that Leanne played on my account because you got a platinum just for finishing them. Yeah. Um. You know, like I don't have many. Um. Saints Row 3 was the one I really went out of my way to be like, there's a shitload to do in this game, and I am doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I remember very vividly I almost did it. spent on that game. I almost did it with 4 as well, because 4 is also very good. But it's just not as good as 3. We did have superpowers. Um, but yeah, that's come to Switch. Um, I hope that it does well. Oh wait, there was one other news story that was really big. Or should we talk about this last week? I don't know. I wasn't here. Fuck. I don't remember now. We might have talked about it last week. Uh, time splitters. Time splitters. Time splitters. Uh, <laughs> THQ Nordic bought time splitters. Yes! I remember seeing... I don't know if you talked about it last week. I think we did. Yeah, this news came out over a week ago. So it would have been. Still, though, it's cool. I like Time Splash. <laughs> yeah, sounds like they're going to make something. I mean, hopefully, port those to Switch. Imagine Time Splitters on the Switch. Even if it's just the old games. It would be pretty fucking good. Yeah, no, though, like re release, yeah. I would play Time Splitters again. Yes. Yeah, Give us a remaster. I'd be quite happy. The only one of those I probably wouldn't want to go back to is the first one. Because I don't think it'll have aged well. Because that was a PS2 launch game. Like, that game was... That game still controlled like GoldenEye did. Yes. So I don't... <laughs> that'd be pretty hard to go back to. But Time Splitters 2 and Future Perfect in particular... Like, I played Future Perfect again not that long ago. Like, that game's fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have any. I play. I play a bunch of times. I would play a bunch of times. Splitters two. Yeah, Time Splitters two is definitely the one that everyone remembers the most. I remember Time Splitters Future Perfect the most, just because I had a couple of friends in high school that I went to visit like once a week, pretty much, and we played Time Splitters Future Perfect on their GameCube, pretty much That's once a week. Fair enough. And that was pretty good. Except for days where they were like, let's play. Mario Party and I was like I'm going home goodbye <laughs> fuck Mario aren't they Party. releasing Mario Party on Switch yeah it comes out in November I think yeah uh, it looks quite good which is a weird thing to say about a Mario Party game but it looks like they've put effort into it for the first time since the Nintendo 64 which is impressive I even mean just like graphically, like graphically the new Mario Party looks fucking nice. 
which is weird. Um, yeah, I don't have any more news stories. So Neither do I. Should we do new releases very quickly? New I releases! I never even thought of opening them, because that's, that's usually Mike's job. All right, yeah, Mike. he's not here. Mike's not he's dead. Just... He's just busy. We didn't say that at the top of the show. If you got an hour and a half into the show thinking that Mike was dead... He's not. He's not, by the way. Just, just in case. <laughs> um... Just in case you thought. So we're looking at the week ending the 31st. So releases we have for the Switch. The Blob 2. That's a weird one. The Blob 2. I don't think I ever played that one. I like the first one though. Um, the blob. The blob. That, those games are good. Yes, they you're, are. You're like a little color blob and you color buildings and stuff. Uh, Donut County. It's coming to PS4, PC, and iOS. That game looks fantastic. You play as a hole and you make your hole bigger by putting things in it. Just that like, doesn't sound like a game I want to play. You know, it. You should watch this, right? It looks quite good. Um, okay. It's got. It seems to have quite a lot of like funny writing and stuff like that in it. Smarter than my joke, at least. Um, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate comes to Switch on the twenty eighth. There's a I'm demo actually, for that. Up on there. I wish I was bothered about Monster Hunter, but I'm not. Um, if you were I thinking, if you were thinking about getting into Monster Hunter, I would say World on the PS4 is probably the best place to start. Yeah, um, like, I'm just I'm not that interested. They did so much on they did so much to Monster Hunter with World to make it easy to get into. If you've never played a Monster Hunter game, um, and it just controls better, honestly. Like I played a bunch of that demo for Generations Ultimate because yeah. I'm considering buying it, but okay. it's so hard to go back to after how World plays. But yeah, um, it seems good. I I've played Monster Hunter games before. Just not interested. That's fair. I don't like them. Maybe add Monster World to your rental list. Give it a shot because it does play okay. a bit more like a regular kind of action game. I mean, um, I could do. I could definitely do that. Put use a bow and arrow because it's easy mode, and that's what I do. Um, Strange Brigade is coming out for PS4 and Xbox One on twenty eighth as well. It looks pretty fun, actually. That's um, the new one from the Sniper Elite guys, isn't it? Yes, it it's is. Basically, Zombie Army trilogy, but they gave it a different theme. Yep. Um, yeah, that looks really good. It does. It looks I do, really. I do quite want that actually. And I like. We liked Zombie Army trilogy. I fucking love Zombie. I'd play Zombie Army trilogy right fucking now if you wanted. <laughs> like Jesus, those games are great. Yeah, they really are. Did they ever get a PS4 Pro patch? Can I play those in 4K? <laughs> Can I play those in 4K? <laughs> now he's asking the real questions. The real questions. Does it have HDR? Oh, a bit of a tangent, a side note here. I played The Witness on my PS4 Pro for on my 4K TV for the first time like last yeah. week. Jesus. Do you want an example of how good like 4K resolution and HDR can make a game look? Yeah. The Witness. Jesus fucking Christ, man. That game already looked fantastic, but man. 
And the HDR on my TV is not even very good. Like, it's not as bright as most TVs because it was a relatively cheap TV. But Yeah. Man. Man. I'm sold on the 4K thing. Um, Victor Vran Overkill Edition for the Switch? Nah, you're okay. I don't know what that is. Um, I think I own some of those. No, I own Frederick. I own Frederick something or other. I don't know. Yeah, um, I own Frederick Resurrection of Music and Frederick. Oh, no, no, that's different. I think Victor Vran. Yeah. I want to say it's a Diablo style game. It is. Victor Vran. The first thing that popped up when I started searching for it was Victoria's Secret, so that's probably what it is. It's an action role-playing game. Yeah, it's a Diablo game. Well, Victoria's Secret makes so much Victoria's Secret, <laughs> Victoria's Secret is a Diablo game. Um, Yakuza Kiwami 2 comes out 28th. I'm buying that. I've we, pre-ordered. We know. That's one of the three. Um, that is a remake of Yakuza 2, which was originally a PS2 game in the same engine that they used for Yakuza 6 earlier this year. So it's going to look insanely good. And people say Yakuza 2 is one of the best games in the series. I've never played it, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, those games are fun. If you haven't given them a shot, Yakuza 0 is definitely the jumping on point. Um, yeah. yeah. Firewall 0 Hour for PlayStation VR. No idea what that is. Uh, but it's nice to see they're bringing out VR games though. Yeah. They're still bringing out PSVR games to them. Yeah, they're, they're fairly regularly as well. They're supporting PSVR quite a bit. Which is no bad. It's some kind of first person shooter. We need yes. things. Honestly, I'd probably give it a go if it was a bit cheaper. PSVR. Um, yeah. Still a little out of my price range. It was on sale during the Amazon Prime Day things, and I almost got one. The only reason I didn't was because I got my Pro under TV, and I was like, I can't also get a fucking VR. Like, I can't justify this. Your Pro and your TV is far more justified. Yeah, like, I'd, you know, I'd had that TV for a fucking year. I've had that TV since I moved out of my parents' house. Um... And it was definitely showing its age because it wasn't a very good TV to start with. So I needed something newer. And my PS4 was going to burst into flames someday. Mine's is, mine's is close. Unless you work at whatever CEX I end up selling it to, in which case it runs great. It's perfect. Give me the Basically full Basically just out of the box. Just out of the box, pretty much. Ignore the warranty stickers that have been peeled off because I opened up to knock some of the dust out of it. Yeah, as have I done that with mine. It didn't help. <laughs> it didn't I, help it at didn't, all. It, I've literally like gutted mine full clean, like had pretty much everything out of it. I've heard replacing the thermal paste helped, but that seemed more effort than I was willing to go through. So, I'd honestly rather just go buy a pre-owned one from CE. Yeah, my plan. Mine eventually dies. My plan is I'm going to trade in my mine from to CX, and I may also trade in that Xbox One that I bought from Mike. Yep. And then use it to buy an Xbox One S, because those have 4K Blu-ray support. Yeah. So that's probably my plan. That's fair enough. Um, 
some news that also came out is that Xbox are planning on doing a subscription service. Oh, yeah. I, I, I sent this to you just before we started recording. Yeah, um, basically, it'll be like a mobile phone contract. Yeah, they did this for the Xbox 360 as well. Did they? Yeah, towards the end of the Xbox 360's life, they trialled this out where they sold the Xbox 360 and the Xbox Live Gold on a subscription basis. Well, this will give you... Um, Basically, an Xbox One S or an Xbox yeah. X, uh, without having to pay the lump sum. It'll also give you a subscription to Game Pass and Xbox Live, and it's looking like the Xbox One S will cost you around twenty-two dollars a month. Yeah, Xbox One X will cost you about thirty-five dollars a month. Um, yeah. and they'll be tying you into contracts, of course, to I make sure you pay for the hardware, but. I've seen people do the maths and it sounds like it's very close to what you would end up paying if you you know just bought that stuff up front. Yeah. Um. So it sounds like it's basically they them doing an interest free finance thing for getting Xboxes into homes, which is a good idea. Um, Definitely a good idea. Um, I'd almost be tempted to do it, almost, but there's not that much on Xbox I want. To- yeah, man, I'd sell you an Xbox One if you wanted it. <laughs> genuinely, um, I kind of do want one. I genuinely would sell it because I'm going to buy and an some, Xbox One S. <laughs> and some Forza. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of do want one for some Halo, some Halo Wars 2. Halo Wars 2 is good. I've been playing that on PC. That game's fucking good. Um, and also, all, all those games you've mentioned, except for I don't know if Halo is. All those games, actually, yeah, Halo's coming to all these games you mentioned are on Game Pass, so you wouldn't even have to buy any games. You yeah, just subscribe to Game Pass that gets you Master Chief Collection. I think Halo Five's on there as well. Um, the Last Force Horizons. I don't know if the last one's on there, but the next one's going to be. Uh, sea of Thieves is on there. Uh, Crackdown will be on there if it ever comes out, which it probably won't. Like Game Pass is a really good deal. Um, what you call it? That zombie game you like? Yes. The second uh, one of those. Yes. I can't uh, remember State that. of the K two. Uh, I played a little bit of that on PC as well. Not enough to talk about in the podcast. Hopefully, I'll play a bit more of it by next time we record. Um, that game seems like more of the first one, which I didn't get into. So this one's not really clicking with me yet, but I'm giving it a shot. Just because I know you like the first one, so I'm giving it a fair shake. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like. Is it? It's not State of the K, is it? Yeah, State of the K. State of the K too. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of sad I can't play. And if you buy an Xbox One. <laughs> I'm poor. With Game Pass, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I think that's all we've got for. News and releases. Is there anything else coming in next week? Until check. Uh, on the way, there's another couple of things. Um, bra- bra- the better football game, Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. I don't think that's accurate. Is Pro Evo good again? Pro Evo is. Um... I know it was back and forth for a little while there. I think I don't know. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Editions coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, I really like the first one of those games, but never finished it. I've heard the second one's even better, so. Hey, that's game. Bye. Uh, 
God Wars, the complete legend, comes to Switch. No idea what that is. No idea. It's an NIS game, so it could be literally anything. Probably anime. Uh, Naruto 2 Baruto Shinobi Striker. Comes with PS4, Xbox One, PC. It's got Naruto in it. It's got his son Baruto. What more do you need? Shinobi Striker. Shinobi Striker is a terrible name because it makes me think of that sushi game. Yeah, Sushi Strikers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's get uh, some Sushi Strikers going. Yeah, this is just another fucking... It's a Naruto game. In case you had any, you know... If you're shocked to hear that. It's a Naruto game with Baruto in it. Uh, Shadows Awakening for PS4, Xbox One and PC by Clips of Games comes with 31st of all. I don't know what that one is either. But hey, you know, if that's your thing, whatever it is, you do you. That's all the games that are coming out. Uh, I did just remember another news story, though, that might interest you. Let's um, go for it. You play, did you play the Commandos games? Yes. Did you ever play the Desperados games? They were basically, they were the same publisher, same developer. Yeah, I actually did. But they were the Western versions. So, um couple of years ago actually I was really annoyed about it because I got super into it last year and I was like fuck I wish I'd played this before game of the year the year before um, uh, I think a studio I think they're comprised of people that used to work in that those older studios um, but whatever they made a game called Shadow Tactics that was basically yeah. a commandos game but it was samurai themed and you were doing ninja shit basically um, and it was fantastic. Like it was an amazingly good game. Uh, those same guys just announced their new game uh, a couple of days ago, which is Desperados Three, I believe. I believe it's the third one. So they're bringing that franchise back, which I think means it must just be a matter of time until they bring Commandos back, right? Oh yeah, definitely. At, at this point, if they are making those games, and they are bringing back those franchises. They must just be like there must be a team there somewhere being like, all right, we need to do commandos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Oh god, yeah. I, I I've googled it. I do remember Desperados. I did. I bought it on GOG a while ago, but I never played it. Um. I think it's yeah Desperados three. Um. Could be Shadow Tactics guys, but it's Is a it Western. Dead? The gameplay looks pretty decent. Some of these screenshots. Oh, I didn't realize they showed gameplay of it. Yeah, just found a video. They showed gameplay at Gamescom. Oh fuck yeah! There's a bunch of stuff coming out at Gamescom like this week that I've just not looked at. Yeah, this looks like Shadow Tactics. <laughs> this looks almost identical to Shadow Tactics, but reskinned as a Western. Um. Yep. Yeah, if you haven't it's played awesome. Shadow Tactics, I highly recommend it. It's on PS4 as well as PC. Um. It's this, yeah. This looks epic. It's this, but uh, you know, look at how this looks, and then think of this with ninjas and stuff. Um, are they are they bringing it to Switch? That's the question. I doubt it, but maybe. I mean, those kind of seems like it seems like the perfect kind of game for the Switch. Yeah, I love like strategy games and stuff like that. I really love on portable systems. So yeah, that's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, if you haven't already, 
take a look at Shadow Tactics. But yeah, I'm super looking forward to Desperados. It seems like it could be awesome. Um, that is it for news and for new releases and video games. Video games are done. Yep. And we're done. This is the video conclusion. GFG 208. Where can they find us, Paul? If they want to send they us an email. They can find us. If they want to send us an email, they can email podcast at glitchfreegaming.com. That sounds right. I believe it. That's, yeah, sounds effectively right, I think. Uh-huh. They can find us on Facebook by searching Glitch Free Gaming. Yep. Because that's why the search bar exists. It exists. And they can get us on Twitter at Glitch Free Game. Yeah. And then there's also our website, glitchfreegaming.com, which is edited by Ben, who's been on the podcast the last couple of weeks. Um, yep, he's taken my place. Yeah. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash glitchfreegaming. It's still not been updated in a while, but that's because I'm lazy. Useless. Well, useless, lazy, same difference. I have like three half-finished videos. I thought I came up with this great idea. I say came up with this great idea. It's a great idea that many, many other people have done and professionals do all the time called buffering your content. So I've got a bunch of half-finished videos that I can finish relatively quickly and put up over a period of time. So we have a bunch of stuff going up in a row. The issue is, we've not finished any of them, and so we've had no content for a while. <laughs> yeah, and they're probably now pretty old, not so relevant. I mean, whether none of them were super relevant to start with anyway, it's just me taking a look at some of my favourite Switch games. Um, so they're they're timeless. I've got like a video about uh, just shapes and beats, because we never really talked that much about it on the podcast, and I don't know if it will come up during Game of the Year very much. Yeah. So it's one I wanted just to think. Uh, one about Floor Kids. Basically, I did a bunch of things about rhythm games. So I did that, Floor Kids. Uh, I'm going to do one about Thumper, but I'm terrible at Thumper. So I recorded a bunch of gameplay footage of Crypto Necrodancer and deleted it all because I'm terrible at Crypto Necrodancer. So that video might never happen. I don't know. Our YouTube channel's dead for a bit, but I it will come back. Hopefully before game of the year. Like I have a bunch of other videos to go up as well. But we will at the very least do game of the year stuff. Because I really enjoyed doing those last year. But we'll never do that unless we stop talking. That's true. Goodbye everybody. Goodbye.